Hey guys, this is Screen Fellas, and I'm Ozzy. This is Carlos. And we're going to be talking about a few things today. Um, we're going to be talking about Independence Day, the Fast and Furious franchise, Transformers 5, and the X-Men spoiler review. Hope you guys enjoy the show. Shut up and sit down. Hey guys, um, so we're just going to jump right into it today. Um, yep. They released uh, the X-Men, no, I'm sorry, the Independence Day trailer a few days ago, mm-hmm. and this trailer was for four minutes and 35 <laughs> seconds. <laughs> I, I haven't, like, actually, I don't think I've actually, like, watched the entire thing, but you've been talking about this thing for a while, so g- go for it. <laughs> I just don't understand. Like, do you really need to give me four minutes of footage? <laughs> To go see this movie? I mean, look, you show four minutes, and you are just asking to spoil this movie for people. (laughs) I mean, I don't know if they're desperate at this point to sell this movie. I mean, I don't know if it's, like, going to be a bad movie. I honestly think it's... I I think the the thing with this movie is just... It's it's too long. You waited too long for a sequel. Who was asking for, oh, my gosh, when are we going to get an Independence Day 2 trailer? Or Independence Day 2? Like... Nobody. Nobody wanted this movie. What are we, why are we making this movie? I don't even know why they're making this movie. I mean, like, I can, I can see this premise seeing interesting. They're coming back. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm I mean, interested in the movie. I'll see it. Yeah, I'll I mean, see it. I, see I don't know if it's going to be good, but yeah. I'll see it. Yeah. There's just some things that I'm upset about in the trailers because, one, I would have loved to have that, like, oh my goodness moment. When the buildings are like getting lifted up and mm-hmm. everything, but I got that in the Super Bowl trailer. Yeah, I mean, so I'm not wowed anymore. Like, I'm just like, okay, it's, it's like okay, it's happening. Yeah, I would have been wowed again if I saw the president, you know, getting uh, being with the alien and yeah. the alien talking through him. I would have been like, wow, that's crazy. But I saw all that in the trailer. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. This thing, the thing with it, this, um, Independence Day, Day 2 trailer, like, and all the other trailers is I am so nervous about these new actors. Like, yes, I'm loving, I would love to see Bill Pullman again, and that's gonna be awesome. Mm-hmm. Love to see, um, oh crap, what's the other guy's name? Jeff Goldblum. Jeff Goldblum. That would be great. Would I love it if Will Smith was back? Of course I would. But, well, the guy who's playing Wilson's son, I'm sorry, but that line he delivers in all, in the past two trailers uh, have been, it's horrible. It, it's, it's just horrible. I, what? I don't know. I told this to Carlos guys when he sits there in the teleprompter and he's talking to all the people and he's just like, they need to know the earth is not for the taken. I'm like, uh, I, just, uh, I, I don't buy this guy at all. I'm yeah. Sorry. Like, I don't know if I want to fight for you now. Like, <laughs> like it's not. Yeah. I mean, I know I should, but like, yeah. it, you don't sell me. Like, the motion's not there for us as the Again, audience. We're, really we're judging him off of one line, but it's still it's a pretty rough line. I'm sorry. And why would they pick that for the trailer? I don't know, man. I really don't. I mean, I hope the movie's good. I mean, it looks good. It looks it looks good. Yeah. You know, CG wise yeah. and visually, yeah. But I just don't know if, like, that that one line, we're just judging off of yeah. one line, like you said. So, it's just, you know, it's too soon to tell. Well, I thing, just... Okay. The thing with Independence Day is it's not necessarily the best made film ever, but it's an enjoyable blockbuster. It's one of the most iconic blockbusters of all time. I mean, it changed the it changed. The it, changed it, it changed a lot. It changed um, people's idea of a blockbuster and what it, a blockbuster really could be and with an ensemble cast like it was. Um, but I just, I don't know. I'm I'm not as excited about this as I think they want people to be, you know? I'm excited for it because... And I'm, okay, wait, one more thing. I, okay, in the original Independence Day, you have that iconic shot of the, um, White House getting blown up, right? Yeah. Are we really, do you think we're going to have any (laughs) iconic shots in this movie? Like, I'm, that's the thing, I... That's what people think of when they think of that first movie. Are we going to get any of that? Like, I, I just don't, I don't have any faith. Like in I movie. said, I mean, I feel like they blew it. I mean, I could be wrong. Maybe there's something that they're still hiding. Mm-hmm. But I think the wow for me would have been when 
the gravitational pull that the ship yeah. has. You think that would have been the moment? And I they think that would have been the moment because, like, we've seen 2012. Yeah. I mean, the same guy is directing yeah. this movie. So we've already seen massive Did you destruction. Like no, I didn't like it at all. I, I thought I, I haven't seen it in a long time, so I can give a fair like. We'll, we'll review that some other time. <laughs> but um, no, but we've seen destruction movies. But to see buildings getting mm-hmm. lifted up along with land just to be thrown down again, I yeah. thought that would have been like a wow for me. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't know, but maybe there's something there in the film that's still going to be fantastic visually. But I heard someone say it's not going to particularly relate to us as the first movie did because the first movie was in 1996. Yeah. Yeah. But it was, it was, it was during, like, it was during the same time. Yeah. It was like an actual time period. Yeah. So like it was relatable to us. Yeah. This one is, the technology is advanced, so we can't really relate. Yeah. I mean, which is fine. Because again, I think they're going with that. I think they're going hardcore sci-fi, which I like sci-fi. So, I mean, it's not necessarily a bad thing. It's just I think they have to know what they're dealing with. They can't just make it a disaster movie with sci-fi elements because I don't like for the reasons you just said. I don't think that would work because we won't relate to this pe- these people. We won't relate to this society. So to care about the disaster that's happening. So if they're gonna go sci-fi, let's go hardcore sci-fi and let's just make yeah. it a straight sci-fi movie. So I don't know. Um, okay, this is completely random. This isn't on our plan at all. But <laughs> you were talking about. Um, how that it, the trailer kind of took away that wow moment for you. Mm-hmm. So this kind of goes into like a deeper thing with like trailers spoiling things for movies lately. Cause that's been like, like a pretty common thing. So do you think it's an issue or do you, why do you think studios have feel this need to tell us everything in trailers? I think it's because there's, there's so much competition. You know what yeah. I mean? Like you have civil war, you mm-hmm. have X-Men apocalypse. So I make, for example, like I think Independence Day is like I really want people to see this movie. Yeah, let's do it. And for the last few years, you have these blockbusters just breaking records after records. Yeah, you know, it's almost expected at this point. When and when it doesn't break a, a record, then it's like it's a disappointment. Even if it made like Civil War like 180, it's like how is this a disappointment? Exactly. Like <laughs> American Sniper, American American Sniper. Completely yeah. beat the January records. Well, January's not hard. To I'm not saying, but it <laughs> yeah. still beat a record. Yeah, yeah. And then yeah, you had uh, Fast and Furious Seven last year beat the April record. And then Star Wars destroyed everything. But yeah, Jurassic yeah. Jurassic World was the was the was the Number one. box office weekend same year. Star Wars Force Awakens destroyed that. Yeah. So you know these movies are these these blockbusters are really. Nowadays, breaking box office records are destroying, you know, the the industry. They're, they're making the industry like a really top-notch place, you know? Yeah. So, everybody's goal now is, you know, let's try to mm-hmm. beat Titanic and let's try to, like, beat Avatar yeah. out of, like, the highest grossing films of all time. So, I feel like that's why these trailers are going out. And it's not, it's not okay. Like, for you to be, know. like releasing so much information because now nobody's going to want to see the movie. Yeah, but it's frustrating because, like, it's not even just the bigger movies. Like, I just saw Money Monster a few days ago, uh-huh. okay? And I I couldn't get fully invested in that movie because it, the trailer shows you what happens at the end of the movie. It shows you something that happens at the end of the movie and it's like, okay, well, if that happens, it's just common sense and how your brain works. You know if this happens, then why should I care about what's going on here? Yeah. And it's like, it's frustrating because why, why would you do that? <laughs> I'm just trying, like, I want to enjoy the movie, the movie that you're giving me, but you kind of mess it up with the trailer. And the same thing with Southpaw, um, last year. I love that movie and I will defend that movie and I will still say that it is better movie than Creed. Fight me. Come at me, bro. I haven't seen Creed yet, um, and I haven't seen South Paul. So I'm, no, I'm talking I'm about <laughs> the internet. People, anybody who cares that is listening, South Paul is better than Creed. Come at me. But anyway, <laughs> that the trailer kind of spoils the movie for you, and it's like it's one of the most frustrating things to. Why would you do that? <laughs> just, I keep coming. I keep just saying that, but it's like it's just so frustrating that it's you have no responses. Less like I don't understand what your strategy is here. It's just, I don't like I said, know. Man, I mean, they're really, I mean, they, on top of that, like I mean, even if it's not, even if it's not a big blockbuster, you still want to make more than what you spent on the film. Yeah. So I think that's another reason why they do it. Yeah. I don't and know. It's, 
I mean, sure, go ahead and do it, but I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna have that yeah. lock factor anymore. You just took that away from me. Yeah, that's Batman yeah. versus Superman. I think Doomsday. Stupid. Yeah, well, that's a whole other. We could go. We could probably talk an hour on Batman versus. Superman no, but I'm just saying. Right but like that, that was stupid for them to release that. Yeah, yeah. And because I'm pretty sure, like, even even though it was stupid, we, we would. I always sh- said, like, we, after we that, after that trailer got released, because I was pumped after that trailer because just everything we saw. But after thinking about that trailer, they, I, I just, I feel like yes, there, there are even more issues with that trailer than just the Doomsday stuff, but. They could have just cut the trailer right when Doomsday growls. That would have been much more effective because everybody wouldn't have been like, what? Is that Doomsday? Everybody would have been guessing. You would have had people talking instead of going, instead of putting yourself in a position where everybody's judging the look of Doomsday. So, I don't know. Uh, Again, the Batman v Superman marketing and just that whole movie probably deserves its own (laughs) podcast. But I think this, I think, I think just a lot of the marketing um, for these trailers is is just ridiculous. I think X Men Apocalypse did okay. I mean, they didn't they didn't spoil anything new. I mean, okay, let's talk about some good marketing. So, Dwayne the Rock Johnson released (laughs) on his Instagram today. Yeah, you like that transition right there. Segway. There we go. <laughs> um, anyway, doing the Mark Johnson. Let me, let me go on and then look at this, actually. Yeah, yeah okay. Because you haven't seen the Instagram post, have you? I have not. Okay, I'm so Dwayne Mark Johnson released on his Instagram today a picture of Hobbs, because he just finished, I think, their first week shooting is what he said, I think, um, uh, for Fast and Furious 8, or whatever they're going to call it. I've heard it. Even the marketing for this movie has been called Fast 8, Furious 8, Fast and Furious 8. So who knows what this movie is actually going to be called? But he released a picture of Hobbs, and he kind of gave a little description of his character and where his character's at. He said, if you take everything away from him, and then he's just been, like, basically um, just describing his character and where his character is at at this point in the continuity of the movies. Um, And then he also said something interesting. He's like, whether it's a Hobbs standalone movie or Fast 8. And I was like... Did he just drop like Hobbs standalone as a serious possibility? And I was like, I was surprised because I know I had heard those kind of rumblings before, but to see him acknowledging those rumblings was really interesting. Um, you have the picture pulled up yet? Yeah, I saw the picture. Okay, what do you think? Did you read what he said? I didn't read what he said. Um, I'm gonna read that soon, but what do you think? What? What? <laughs> I feel that this whole entire franchise, maybe just possibly Vin Diesel, no -hmm. offense if you're hearing this, you're just struggling to really make money right now. Particularly. Yes, because let me, all right, well, trying to find like creative, all right, trying to find something else to do because what was the last film he did? The Witch Hunter? Oh, you're talking about just Vin Diesel is looking for money. Yeah, because. Okay. Because he produces these movies. It's not like he needs it. I mean, this well, this last movie they made, the Fast and Furious. Okay, but this is this is the franchise. Okay, but this buckets the, of money. Okay, but this is the only franchise that he like. He does not want this franchise to end because I feel like that's yeah. when the money ends. So, so you don't want them to continue this franchise. I mean, what else can you do? You already <laughs> fell cares? out of a plane. Okay, these movies <laughs> are stupid fun. And it's just, it's, these are movies that are the definition of just popcorn movies, where you go to the theater, you shove popcorn in your face, although I don't like popcorn, another come at me bro type thing, <laughs> but you shove popcorn in your face, and you just sit back and enjoy the stupidity. I mean, freaking Vin Diesel earthbends in the last movie, okay? He <laughs> stomps on the ground, that, and an entire building comes collapsing. That was an enjoyment, ground. though. That was me <laughs> that legit... Was, it was looking at the movie stupid. and saying, what are you, is this, this is, okay, this actually, ha- okay, oh the, I have gosh. to accept this now that he can earthbend. <laughs> <laughs> that's I'm stupid. Like, he's earthbending right now. Like, is he the next Avatar? <laughs> that's exactly what I was saying. I'm like, okay, so he can earthbend. All right. So that's, uh, I guess that's a part of the Fast and Furious franchise magic <laughs> that they're going to introduce. Oh my gosh. Um, okay. So let's go more into like what The Rock said. Um, he was like, um, Okay, if I was going to return for another... uh, Okay, here it is. When you strip a man of all he has, all that's important to him, you force him to return to his roots. And sometimes it's that's a very dangerous and twisted place. That was the intro to his release of this picture. 
So, do you, like, find that interesting? I think Hobbs is one of the more interesting characters. I think he's an interesting character, but it'd be kind of weird to me, like, if he was, if he was uh, a criminal in the beginning. Maybe, see, maybe this is more, like, because I, I think what they're going is they're trying to make Hobbs replace Paul Walker's character. Which, I think that's interesting, because he kind of has a similar background. He is in law enforcement, and then he gets sucked into Vin Diesel's world and Vin Diesel's quote-unquote family, and then he kind of switches to the other side. I think that could be interesting, how he has a very similar backstory to um, Paul Walker's character. I mean, like you know, I said, it could, still be, not interesting it could be okay, but... What if what they made a Hobbs standalone do? movie? Would you go see that? Would you be interested in that? In a Hobbs standalone movie? Yeah. <laughs> if the trailer sells me, sure. See, I, I'm so down. To, like, Fast and Furious... Fast Five is my favorite of the entire series. I think it's gotten slightly down each one from there. But I I think... Look. I think Seven Rocks, was a huge drown. It was a huge down from Six. Well, yeah, but again... We've had this discussion before, like off air by ourselves, about um, about the ish- our issues with the Fast Seven and how or Furious Seven or whatever it's called. I think it's Furious Seven, right? They, I, I kind of give that movie a pass because a lot of the issues with that movie are it's like I, I mean, with Paul Walker's death in the middle of production, yeah. I can't blame them for a lot of things. Yes, there are still things that bother me, like particularly the way they shot the action. Uh, I don't think James Wan can handle that kind of action very well, but. And there's a lot of stupid dialogue, but that's par for the course for these movies. Um, so I I don't know. Vin Diesel just needs to stop saying one last one last of something <laughs> at this point. <laughs> that's true. Because he's just like he's always yeah, like one last ride, well, one I mean, last job, last one last time. Like one last like how many one last times are there going to be? But like you had multiple jobs because it was about Paul Walker. No, but it's been he's been saying that since well, Fast true. and Furious Five. Yeah, one last job, six comes. One last ride. Seven <laughs> comes. One last time. Like, you're going to make another one, though. So there's going to be another time. There's another ride. That's there's true. another job. So why is there always one, one last time with you? I don't know. But, uh, again, <laughs> I get excited because I'm just like, oh, this is the end of the franchise. Oh, okay. Next one. Oh, it's the end of the I, no, I don't know. So, I love these movies. It's not like I give them, like, super high ratings or anything. It's, it's just I, mean, I enjoy them. Jo- like, okay, I don't mind a franchise, but there has to be a point in time where you realize, like, what else can you do? <laughs> you more know what hot I mean? girls and more nice cars. I mean, what else do you need, Ozzy? <laughs> okay, but it's not like they race. <laughs> they race for probably, like, what, two seconds of the movie? <laughs> That's true. They need to just change even it. about... Oh, did you see... Uh, did you see that they're adding or they're re-releasing um, the first Fast and Furious movie in, the- in their theaters for, like, a day or two? I don't want to see that. I'm not interested. <laughs> see, I, a lot of people are, like hate on the first Fast and Furious movie, and they're like, "Oh, it's just a rip off Point Break." Well, sorry, it's I, I enjoyed that movie. I'm sorry. Yeah, I mean, I'm pretty bad, sure. It's a, I mean, I, from what I remember, it's a good movie. I just yeah. I don't want to waste my money seeing it in well, theaters. Yeah, that's that's true. There's probably that's something why, better I can see. That's why you need to get Movie Pass. <laughs> Whatever. Not sponsored by them. <laughs> um yeah so i don't know we kind of differ on this issue i am all in on these the upcoming fast and furious movie whenever i think it's next year that gets released. yeah I mean, i'm gonna see it i'm gonna um, see it only wrong because i'm already invested in these characters so it's not like yeah. i can just drop out now yeah but i hope they kill a floody's character why they already brought her back I need, she should say that <laughs> i don't like her character she annoyed me in the seventh one yeah. I don't think we're meant to be together, but you know, since you yeah. almost died, let's be together. Your woman voice is creaking. <laughs> That's what she sounded like. Right. Let's kind of move upset. on, Ozzy. <laughs> What's next? Um, we could talk about the Transformers title release. All right. So, what do you think about that, Carlos? The last night. The last night. I. It's all right. I mean, okay. Let's get real about the Transformers franchise. I like the first one. I know you said that you re- recently, he's recently rewatched the first <laughs> one and he has major issues with it and he wants me to rewatch it, see if my opinion on it has changed, which is fair because I don't remember the last time I actually sat down and watched the entire thing. Um, I remember liking the first one. The second one, I never liked. I didn't, I couldn't put my finger on why, but I don't remember liking the first one. The, or the second one. The third one, 
I really liked and I didn't understand where all the hate was coming from. So, in general, I liked the, the Transformers franchise mm-hmm. leading into 4. And I never understood why all the critics hated it. I mean, I kind of maybe got it, but most of the time I was just like, I don't get why these movies are so hated. Then the fourth one happened. <laughs> and <laughs> let me talk about the fourth, Transformers Age of Extinction. Because <laughs> it, it deserves that title. That movie is absolutely a complete piece of garbage. I hate that movie with every inch of my body. And after watching that movie, I went on a kick where I just, I did not watch any bad movies. I was like, I'm not, I'm not going to subject myself to this. After sitting through three hours of just an awful movie, I'm just, if a movie has bad reviews, I'm not going to go see it, period. And for like a year, I kept to that. Now, recently, as I've started to get more into like reviewing things, like I go see movies that I'm like, this is probably going to be horrible, um, which is fine. Because I think I learned from those. But Transformers 4 was so bad. It was so long, so repetitive. I just, I hated it. I, it's just, I can't even like put to words how much I hate this, hate that movie. (laughs) And so I, and I was starting to have hope because Michael Bay was saying, I'm not coming back to direct the next one, which we've heard that story before, but I was, I was hoping, I was like, please, please, he's not coming back. Then we find out he's coming back and we find out he's kind of like, they had this big writer's room and then slowly people are like, yeah, we're not doing the writer's room anymore. So Michael Bay is probably going to ruin the script. And now we find out that some of the cast is returning from age of extinction, which I don't look, I love Mark Wahlberg. I think he's an underrated actor and I like him as even his comedic stuff. I like the other guys is one of my favorite comedies. Uh I love that movie. (laughs) I I really like Mark Wahlberg, but I just did not care about him in this movie because all the the bottom line is all I think of when I think of Mark Wahlberg and Transformers is I think of him doing that beer commercial in the middle of the movie where he like grabs the Bud Light or whatever and drinks it in the middle of the movie just so basically it's like I smile at the camera and drink the Bud Light (laughs) while they're in the middle of this action scene. So that's all I think of when I think of Mark Wahlberg and it stinks. It's, I'm not looking forward to this movie. They, in the, in the fourth one, they tried to sell us on, um, the, the Dinobots and the Dinobots were in the movie for 15 minutes and it was at the very end and they weren't even awesome. This one, I feel like they're going to try to sell us on this whole medieval knight-type vibe. It'll probably be like 10 minutes of the movie. So I'm not getting my hopes up. I'm not going to see this movie. I'm just not. Unless, by some miracle, it gets good reviews, I will not see this movie. I'm going to see it just so I can review it. (laughs) (laughs) I will not see it. This is like, I'm I'm just, I can't. I'm not going to. I'm going to see it just to review it. I'm just, I'm like you said, I'm really not digging... Uh, what's his name? Uh, Michael Bay directing this movie. I'm just not. He just has <sighs> his explosions don't even make sense. <laughs> his explosions. That's your biggest issue with this movie. <laughs> no, all right. For for instance, like if I watch, if you watch any of his of these movies and you see the Transformers aiming. There's just, they're not even hitting anything. They're hitting everything else for no reason. <laughs> that's one, that's like yeah. one gripe. Yeah. But that, that's everyone's gripe about the movie. Yeah. The dialogue yes. is not even good. The story it's, is just not, I'm sorry. He, one-liners, like, the one-liners. The simplest, the, one of the simplest things in film you can't even pull off. Look, some of the creepiest crap was, that I've ever seen in a movie is some of the stuff with his, with Mike Wahlberg's daughter and the other guy who is like older than her. And I was just like, what are we does doing? Does he secret, does he always have that this? law on, on himself? Like that, that law written? You know, he dates like <laughs> another girl, true. like an underage girl. Oh hey, just letting it out before I take her out. That movie is, oh my God. I have the yeah. law with me. I don't know. Is this, it's so weird. And he just, Optimus Prime can fly. And he this just, whole entire time he could fly. <laughs> I mean, that's like so R2D2 no... in Star Wars type thing. But in Star Wars, you can kind of pass it off as, oh, maybe he lost that ability or something with this. No, it doesn't make any sense. I'm sorry. There's no reason that he needed that truck and transfer <laughs> if he can automatically fly. Yeah. I'm not accepting that. Yeah. That was so stupid. <laughs> um, 
I, I don't know. Like, he somehow made a movie where there's giant robots fighting giant robots. And there's dinosaur robots. Boring. Transformers 4 is boring. It's, it's... There's only one scene boring, of life in that movie. Garbage. One scene of life in that movie. And that's when... There's only one scene I like in that movie. That's when Lockdown came mm-hmm. and he took out Optimus. Yeah. That's it. It's the only thing I like in that movie. That's it. <laughs> Other than that, I'm like, all right, now we're, we're done. The, the only way I can see myself seeing this movie is if I somehow convince myself that it's kind of like the Star Trek law with these movies. Where the... But the reverse Star Trek law. Because you know the Star Trek rule is that the even movies, the even numbered movies are great and the odd number movies suck. So maybe it's the opposite for Transformers with me. Maybe I love or like at least the odd movies and then hate the even ones because I didn't like two and I hate four. I mean, I think but it's I the liked same. one and hate, and loved three. I think it's the same thing with the James Bond movies, but when it comes to Daniel Craig's version. Oh, with Daniel Craig's versions. Yeah. Like, I think one... I haven't seen four yet, but I know you, one... You, in, you didn't see enough movies last year, man. No, but... I, all right. <laughs> for instance, everybody loves Casino Royale, and everybody yeah. loves Skyfall. Nobody liked point. Quantum of Solace, and, not, and people were disappointed by Spectre. Good point. So, I think it's the same thing, maybe. Oh, that's another... Like, let's stop talking about these horrible movies. <laughs> um... Tom Hiddleston and somebody else, Jamie Bell or something. I don't know mm-hmm. who that, I can't like, I don't know if it's his work off the top of my head, but Tom Hiddleston, let's talk about him. Do you think he would make a good James Bond? Cause he's in serious talks apparently to be the next James Bond. Yeah. I, I personally he... wanted Idris Elba, but I mean, Tom Hiddleston, I have my issues with the night manager, which is a show that I'm, uh, it's a mini series that I'm two episodes from finishing. I'm, uh, I have my issues with it, but he's great in it. And I think this is basically, it's basically his James Bond audition. And I think it's going great. So if Tom Hiddleston ends up being James Bond, I will not be mad at all. I just want him to get a little bit more, um, a little bit more beefed up, but that's it. That's the only thing yeah. I have with him. I, I'm, I think he would be great. I think he's got just the right amount of like BA. I think he yes. could also be sarcastic as well. I think that'd True. be pretty good. And he and he's obviously we know he's like seductive. Like I know so many women who are like sw- who like swoon over him. So, I mean that's what you need with James Bond, which is why <laughs> the idea. Oh my gosh, let's talk about this. I, I don't really want to talk about that the stupid idea of making a female James Bond. Ugh, no, no, that would completely change the character. Jamie Bond. <laughs> like what? <laughs> Just make a girl spy. You don't need to make it a James. No, but Bond I wouldn't mind daughter. it being like a spinoff if James Bond had a daughter and she ended Maybe. up going into business. Maybe. You know what I mean? I guess. But to change the whole character like that would be drastic. Yeah. But to yeah. but I think it I think it would be interesting yeah. to have like a spinoff. A co- and core then James, part Bond. Of James Bond is that he's a womanizer. So you can't make a woman a womanizer. <laughs> you can make it a manizer. <laughs> no, but I think it'd be like, like in all seriousness, if we're gonna do like a, if we're gonna do like a, a woman taking over the mantle of James Bond, okay, make him M. Okay, yeah, I can see that. You're make him on this. M, okay. and then you know if he can have a daughter or yeah. maybe he could recruit a, a woman. Yeah, who knows? But that I think that'd be awesome, and she can take over his mantle of the 007 You're selling me. Okay, I can I can see that, but. I still just want regular James Bond. Give me James Bond. Give me, which is, I would like. As we can expand the universe. It would like be an that. interesting spin if they made it Idris Elba, which is why I still really want it to be Idris Elba, but I don't, it doesn't look like it's going to happen at this point unless they like shock us and all these talks of other actors are distractions, but I doubt it. I'm not sure how I feel about that, but I mean. With Idris Elba? Yeah. Why? I just, I don't know. I just don't see him as it. You love Dietrich Elba. In- no, I love, I love him. I loved, I loved him. And I think he's a phenomenal actor. I just, I gotta see, I gotta see a trailer. Yeah. I gotta see yeah, a trailer. Yeah. yeah. I need more you know? Dietrich Elba in, in villain roles. Because, dude, Jungle Book, man, he steals that movie. You saw Jungle Book? Or no? I didn't see it. Yeah. Oh, I gotta dude, see it. You gotta see Jungle Book. He steals the entire movie as, um, Oh crap, I'm blanking on the character's name. As, um. Shere Khan. Thank you, producer Enrique, in the background. <laughs> you got a name drop, there you go. That's all you got. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, as Shere Khan, he freaking killed it. He stole the movie, and I, he was my favorite part of the entire movie. Like, he was so menacing. I, 
I was intimidated every time he, every time he spoke, I was like, oh my gosh, I'm like going to pee my pants right now. So yeah, I need him. I need more of him in villain roles. I just, I really need, <laughs> need him in my life. So yeah, maybe if he's like the villain in the next James Bond, that would be awesome. I wouldn't mind that. That would be amazing. Um, anyway, so listen to us, Universal or whoever ends up with James Bond. <laughs> Alright, let's talk about the X-Men spoiler uh, review. Yep, so we're going to get into spoilers for X-Men Apocalypse. If you haven't seen it yet... Guys, we have a podcast already yeah, on the side. Go, pause this, go back, listen to our spoiler-free review of X-Men Apocalypse. Um, and then go see the movie, if you want, after our review. Judge, <laughs> 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 decide for yourself after you see that, or listen to that. And then... Um, then come back and listen to this, or if not, we'll see you around. <laughs> All right, um, let's get right into yeah, it. Yeah, let's get into it. All right. Spoiler warning. All right, so I'm going to start off with the beginning of the movie, starting off with... With the origin of Yes. Lost okay. Go for it. Okay. So... I think I, we have similar opinions on this. Yeah, I asked... I, we talked about it... You just rewatched it, right? Yeah. So it's really I, fresh for you. Yeah, I talked about it in the car with you. I... I know it's a small gripe, but he needs basically this golden part of the pyramid yeah. so that he can bring his consciousness to another part. But I'm just wondering, like, how did he know that he even needed that? Exactly. Like, how did he know, like, so many things? So this, this, this is my problem with the entire beginning of this movie and basically why I feel like um, Apocalypse's origin and his motives were not developed enough in this movie. We, we just, we got no context as to what was happening in that first sequence of the movie. We had no explanation, no context, nothing. We were just seeing things happen, and it's just like, okay, like, we're just... He needs this golden thing. He's ruling these people. Some people betray him, and we have no emotional attachment because we don't know why he's ruling. We don't know why they're betraying him. It's just, it's happening. He's, at the time, we didn't know what he was doing with the golden thing. It's just like, what, like, I don't know, we, we didn't get a clear origin. If they would have given us some, like, more dialogue in those scenes, more, like, explanation as to what was going on, more, just, I don't know, like, why he was doing the things he was doing, why he was ruling in Egypt at the time. You know, we just didn't get any of that, and we were just watching things just happen on the screen, and yeah. it just, it didn't mean anything, and we were, it, it didn't help us understand the character better, it didn't, it didn't add anything to the character, which, that, that's what the origin should do, so it was really frustrating for me. The pacing of this movie, I'm gonna have to agree with you, it's slow, but it's also rushed at the same time. <laughs> I'm gonna, now I'm gonna explain it to you guys. Please explain this to me. Okay, for those of you who live in Florida... You know that Orlando is like three hours away. Yeah. Like three, four hours away, right? Yeah. So it's like... It's from I'm, us in South Florida. Yeah, for us in South Florida. And okay. Deerfield Beach, yeah. Yeah, so it's like... Come stalk us. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> All right, it's like us It's like us speeding to get to Orlando because we're trying mm-hmm. to make it on time, but we're still looking at our watch to Being check... Like, oh, this is taking forever. Yeah, this is taking forever because it's still, it's still going to be like three hours, but we're just rushing to get there. So it's just like I had the I same I, I had the same that. issue because it's just like we rushed with this origin to jump to the yeah. present time. So that's why I'm just like I mean it still feels I can follow that. I, I don't know if I necessarily agree, but I, I follow where you're coming from. Yeah, so I feel like we rushed and then the last act of the movie yeah. I, I can agree. It felt dragged on. Yeah, the, okay, the end of this movie with the whole battle like, first we have all the stuff with they just get there and they start, he sends out the horsemen to defend him or whatever, and then they, like, they split up, so we're seeing each and every individual battle, and they're each pretty long, and then with the um, Magneto stuff, that took way longer, and it didn't matter at all, like, it, I guess it mattered, but it wasn't impactful. Like, because, first of all, Jennifer Lawrence's line delivery in the second half of this movie is atrocious. It, I mean, the lines are the best, but still. And then we spend all this time on Quicksilver being like, oh, I'm going to tell my father. And then he doesn't tell his father. He doesn't tell him he's a, he's a kid. And so that wasted emotional development. And and Magneto, it's just like they were both staring at each other. 
And then, I, just, I, I don't know. Like, okay, the whole thing with Magneto, like, they walk up to his little bubble thing where he's, like, moving everything and he's, like, destroying everything, right? And they walk up there and, they like, he's trying to get in and they're, like, you would think the first thing they would do is yell, right? Yeah. Okay. They don't so yell. They, apparently not. And they were just like, <laughs> all right, let's try to get in. Let's try to get in. And apparently he didn't hear them or notice that they were there until she was like, Magneto or Eric. And it's just like, he, he looks down and it's like, what? what? <laughs> like, you would think your first thought would be to yell. I, I don't know. The, the whole sequence is just like, why is this here? And obviously, like, it was important to the story, but it didn't, I didn't care about it as it was happening. I, I don't know. Whatever. The whole waste, that was just wasted potential with Quicksilver, yeah. in a sense, because it's just nothing comes from it. Nothing, no, nothing comes from it at all. And it's just a waste. Like, you want us, you want the crazy. audience to care yeah. about this relationship, and you want that relationship to develop, mm-hmm. but then you don't even pay it off yeah. well. At all. I don't know. So it was and, wasted okay. potential, wasted potential emotion I, there. I think it's a lot of execution issues, especially with the Eric stuff, with the emotional stuff with Magneto. So let's let's talk about the biggest emotional moment with with when Eric's daughter dies, right? Okay. I okay. Did, did you like that he had a family? Let's start there. Yes, I, I like too. the idea of a family because. I did too. It made him more human. He was trying to be normal. Mm-hmm. And you can see that he was, you know, he was actually yeah, a great change. concepts with this emotional stuff. I just don't think it was executed well. The only thing I don't think that was executed well, Carlos, was the daughter's death. <laughs> the, and the daughter and wife death. I really don't. It looked like he just. It the like he, was not. It did not look strong at all. It didn't look. It didn't look like he really. He, it didn't look like he pulled back all the way. You know what I mean? I felt yeah. like he just, yeah, it just had it, it was probably like, like really quick. And it was just like, okay. Like, so he would, because all right, it went, it was strong enough to go through two bodies, right? Two bodies. The way I was explaining is that the, if she's like, what, five. Yeah. So she doesn't have enough. So she's smaller. I, I guess. But okay. So, but to, even then to me, it still okay. didn't even look strong. Enough. It wasn't. Okay. The thing is, it wasn't a metal tip because there was no metal, right? So it was just a pointy stick. Okay. Maybe with some rubber on it, but I don't <laughs> it know. It was a pointy stick. I don't know. I mean, I don't right. know. I, I don't so, know. So, it went through two bodies. He, they went through two bodies with a pointy stick. He better have been... It, he had to have been fully extended with the bow the entire time. Yet, he was giving himself up. So, why was he fully extended? It's This isn't like a gun where you can be startled and then just shoot it by accident. It was a bow... Like, you have to be cocked back all the way for it to be able to be that strong. So you're saying as he's giving himself up, you, you, when somebody's giving himself up, you would like let it go a little bit, right? You'd be a little at ease, right? Yeah. Like why would you shoot um, the mother and the kids? So basically you're saying that he was at ease and then quickly pulled back and let go. So basically it wasn't an accident. He just murdered them because if it took enough for him to pull back and then let go, it's fine. You I, got revenge anyways. Again, it kind of sounds like, it probably sounds like we're overanalyzing this, but I'm just saying, as you're watching it, it was not, it was just like, wait, what? Like, it didn't make any sense. It didn't make sense to me at all. I was, and it took away from the emotional impact of that, of that moment because I was still I emotionally was, impacted. I, I wasn't because I was just like, that was so poorly executed that I just, I didn't care. What sold it for me was the daughter. The daughter's emotion. She, I don't yeah, know who the, that little girl was, the but girl she was fantastic, yes. acted well. Yeah. And it, it sold it for me. Yeah. So like when I saw her like trying to like get all those mm-hmm. birds and like trying to like get them away from yeah. Magneto, I was like, why this is happening? And then finally she died. I was upset because I actually cared for that character. Mm-hmm. I did. I hate the way she died. Yeah. But the execution of that character and how she she I loved how that young actress acted as Magneto's mm-hmm. daughter. I think she did a phenomenal job. Yeah, she she was great. Um, I I I really liked the idea of um kind of paralleling her um her dad being taken away with Magneto's parents being taken away. Yeah, I think they might have pushed it a little too far with um. With her reaching out and things like that, just like he did. 
Um, but I think, but again, I just, for some reason it didn't click with me. Like, I liked the idea, but it didn't click with me. I think, I think what killed you was the whole killing them by the air. No, but, no, but even before then, as they were doing it, it didn't click with me. Because, okay, the way they did it was they kind of referenced it earlier in the movie. Like, he talked about his parents being taken away. And that was supposed to set you up for her, her paralleling. Like, and she, and she even said something like, uh, will anybody ever take you away from me? I, I just feel like there's a better way to do that. I feel like they don't bring it up. Alright, just don't bring that up at all. Okay? And then, as Magneto is giving himself up, as Eric is giving himself up, and his daughter is doing the arm thing, kind of have him looking at her and then having flashbacks of himself as, as a kid. And him, him being taken away and him realizing same things happened to my daughter. That would have been, for me, that would have been way more emotionally, like, re- it would have resonated a lot better than me, how they did it. To me, I was fine with it because he know. was just explaining. He was, ex- you know, he was trying to ex- relate to his daughter when he was explaining about the whole. I don't know. It just, it, it didn't sit with me and it just came across as a little forced, in my opinion. But, um, um what else? What do you want to move on to? Um, the Wolverine cameo. That was, that was great. That was pretty yeah, great. It was fantastic. I honestly, I had forgotten that he was like, I had seen the trailers and I, I followed the movie news. So I knew he was going to be in it, but I like, as I was watching it, I forgot that he was going to be in it. So when, as soon as you saw the box and saw weapon X, I was like, Oh crap. <laughs> like, and I was, I was like, I got instantly pumped. And then he came out and I was like, yes, this is awesome. I wasn't loving, like, all the weird tech on him. I was just like, that's weird. Um, but it was I think that's how they brought in the Weapon X. Yeah, in which is him. That's fine. But um, it was, he kind of just looked funny. Um, but suck. Wait, hold on. Let's uh, w- uh, continue on with the Wolverine stuff. I, but we can kind of kick off with it. Like, I, I love the way this um, kind of universe is planned out. Like... I mean, everyone kind of makes fun of Fox, especially after some of the uh, other X-Men movies with, like, how they don't know, like, they don't have any continuity at all. Like, they just change things all the time, and it doesn't make any sense. But I feel like they've gotten a lot better recently, because after Days of Future Past, things kind of reset, like, went in a different direction. So, basically, anything that takes place after the time that he went back to in the 70s in Days of Future Past, anything can happen. And things can be different, but you can also see how things are leading to where they ended up in the flash forward in Days of Future Past. Because they're going to have to redo those, to be honest with you. Basically, X2, which is a great movie, and another one that Brian Singer directed, it still it doesn't mean anything. X2 doesn't mean anything, because a lot neither of that does, movie... Neither does X1. Yeah, I mean, but more so... I, well, I guess you're right, because... The first three X-Men don't really count anymore, yeah. because this whole timeline yeah, that we said... but you could still make the argument that maybe they end up in a lot of those places, but not even more, because Magneto makes a weird decision in the end of this movie with, like, he's like, I'm friends with you now, but they've always I mean, they've kind of always, had a budding they've, they've friendship. Always, they've always like been friends friendship. with just different yeah. ideologies that yeah. don't particularly agree. So, they again, they could still end up in the same places with X-Men 1, but X2, uh, most of that movie is about Wolverine's backstory and things like that, but now he has a completely different backstory. We saw him escaping the Weapon X program, which in the originals, he escapes right after he's created, right? Yeah. So now he he doesn't obviously, <laughs> he because he was part of the Weapon X program. He was Weapon X for a while, and then because of Gene, he's able to escape. So I I think that's interesting, and also like we can go into Jennifer Lawrence again. Um, I didn't like her performance, but I like where her character is going. I know we kind of disagree here, but after this future past, she makes a completely different decision than historically she made. Because when he goes back, she historically makes the decision to kill him. And then she gets arrested, and then they take her DNA and start making the um, Sentinels. I just don't think for her character... And she made a different decision. It just goes against her character, to be completely honest. We have different ideas with, like, the comics and things like that, but... Yeah, it's not even just that. It's just the whole... Her whole character, just in general, in the movies, it's just not... 
I mean, I understand. It's a completely different timeline now. Yeah, because they convinced her. I don't know. It's just, it's just, it's not really with her character. You know know. what I mean? It's kind of like, it's kind of like changing Professor, like uh, Professor X, for example. He's just like, you know what? Let me just join the Brotherhood. Yeah, but it's like. So it's, it's completely changing that character. That's like, all right, let's say you freshman year, right? Uh huh. Um, you do something that, what? <laughs> no, uh, producer Enrique, stop talking. Um, you do something where it's completely like, let's say a new timeline is formed and like I travel back in time and change your decision or change something, a decision you make, but it doesn't line up with a decision you would make now, but it, I'm changing it. So why does it matter? Because it, why changes, does it matter what, how you are now? It changes the character because that character that character, she's the way she is for a reason. She's the way she is because that's a part of who she is. It's a part of her true nature. So the fact that you're changing... We're talking about nature versus nurture now. Let's not even get into Okay, but you're changing... Okay. With Mr. Canning. <laughs> okay, but, okay, but you're changing who Mr. she Canning is. You're changing who she is as a person. Just because I make one decision does not yeah. mean it should affect the outcome of who I... Who I'm still but if it's an, an supposed huge to decision like to kill somebody or not to kill somebody, then yes, it, it does change who you are. It does change the direction of your life. I because just it wasn't even just that. She got, after that, she got captured and tortured. So after she makes a decision, she gets captured and tortured. But because she makes the decision not to kill him, she's not only, ca- she's not only not captured and tortured, but she's also treated like a hero by the rest of the mutants. She, being viewed as a hero instead of being captured and tortured by humans, that would completely change who you are. Would it not? I guess, Carlos, but at the same time, <laughs> it's know. still not with her character, to be honest <laughs> with you. Now you see the stubbornness I'm dealing with people. <laughs> I uh, mean... Anyway. <laughs> I mean, I'm just not... I'm not going to... I mean, she doesn't even seem happy to even be there. Well, that's true, but that's all in the performance, and that's all another issue. <laughs> I feel You're not like students anymore. Them. You're X-Men. Like, it doesn't even sound... Like, I don't sound convinced. Yeah, that's true. You, But she... I don't know. That line was pretty again but i i just don't know where to where to draw the line let me tell you guys something her it's facial cool. expressions really don't even change it, it is okay? true like she has like a few scenes where you see her cheeks move maybe <laughs> but yeah like other than that like there's nothing nothing really yeah. that majorly sells me on on her performance yeah. if i hear something that she gets nominated for an oscar which i highly doubt it's like oh, it won't be for this movie she doesn't get it. The Academy doesn't recognize the comic book movie. I know they don't, but even stuff. If and I hear someone say she gave an amazing before. performance for this movie, I'm like, no, she didn't. You did? Did you? Okay, I know you. You surprisingly listened to our entire first episode. You know, at the very beginning, you said she gave a great performance. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think you meant it. I think like it kind of just slipped out. I think it slipped out by accident. Just because? because no, I think it was, it was out of, by habit because she's normally so great. But you were just like I noticed that this time. I think I think the second time you see something, you notice so much. <laughs> like I like in Civil War, I had yeah. I had a lot of questions for Civil War. I had a lot yeah. of questions for this movie. Like for this movie, things could have been taken out. Things could have been taken out of this movie. Yeah. There, there was a lot that they could have left on the cutting room floor. But um, what else can we talk about with these? What else can we talk about? Um, I feel yeah. that. Oh, wait, what about the comedy? Let's get into this specific. I because I mentioned a joke on the spoiler free review, and I want to get into that joke because I think you caught it, but I wasn't yeah, sure. I was. I caught it coming Wait, out she, of the theater, and she's like, "The third, the third movie is always the worst." worst. She's <laughs> right. That's, this Wars. movie was the worst like, like, franchise. All right. First of all, that's hilarious because it's meta. <laughs> Second of all, that's hilarious because it's ironic because this one is the worst. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Sansa, I love you, but you're right. Uh, your yeah, movie, like, your movie you're tanked. Right, more ways than you know. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I I really liked that joke. It, I think it really whoever got me. wrote that line honestly jinxed <laughs> and ruined the whole <laughs> entire movie because it's ridiculous. Like, why would you say that? <laughs> like, you can't just make a joke while like when you're the third movie about it being bad. <laughs> if you're not gonna make the entire, but that's my thing with the comedy, like. If they would have made the entire movie, like, more with a tone, or made it flow, like, I don't know, it just didn't, the comedy didn't flow at all. To me, the Quicksilver one did, 
Well, yeah, but because we were expecting it because of the last movie. And it worked. And it wasn't like... It was a little more comedic than the last one, but it was still... I I freaking love that scene. Quicksilver killed (laughs) in this movie. Like, I mean, the the actor is great. And obviously that sequence was great. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, I don't like necessarily the direction they took his character in the end with the um, not telling you about his father. But um, the stuff with... Him, like him being like, oh, my, I'm just going to rush up and start punching Apocalypse at the end. That was great because, honestly, if who doesn't think that? Especially in situations where you have characters like speed, like speedsters, characters like The Flash or Quicksilver, you know? Everyone always thinks, well, why can't he just like speed up and go take care of that really quick? Like, he could take care of it before anybody even, anybody else in the Justice League even notices. But then Quicksilver does it, and then they recognize that, and that, but then Apocalypse is like, um, I, you realize I'm like one of the most powerful beings to ever live and basically F's him up. So I, I really liked that. I have two gripes about this movie. Rose Byrne, if you're hearing this, no offense. What was your purpose in that film? <laughs> I feel that she was our lowest lane. Uh, she was the lowest lane of this movie. As, Why as you in here? Batman v Superman where she has no purpose. <laughs> no purpose. Except to be the love interest, basically. But she wasn't even a love interest. Like there wasn't a kiss. There wasn't, there was tears, like, and it was, I remember you. And that's another thing with the comedy, because there was, like, in the very beginning, like, or in the beginning when he is like, oh, I'm gonna go see her. It was just like, it was supposed to be comedic, and it was, like, I kind of chuckled at it, but it was like, it didn't make, like, you realize we're dealing with, like, end of the world type things here. Yeah, but he didn't really know. I know, but it, I don't know, it just didn't, like, because, because we're dealing with end of the world type stuff, and the rest of the movie is so, like, serious, right? It didn't feel like it didn't work with the tone to me, but again, I just feel like he didn't know. But at the same time, I was still the tone of the movie is what I'm talking about. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, but you can't be you can't be all serious. I know, but yeah, you know, I, know. I, I feel it just maybe it was a little too. I feel like I feel like it me. maybe took you out of the movie, but I feel like I feel like it was okay. I don't know because you have to put yourself in that world. For instance, like okay, yeah. like. But we're rooting for him, but he still doesn't know that this stuff is happening. So that's why I was fine with it. I get it. I was fine with Um, with that. But again, with Rose Byrne's character, she has no purpose in the movie. She really doesn't. Okay, first of all, the information they got from her, he could have just read her mind. But, okay, they acknowledge that, and they're like, he just wanted to see her, which, random, but whatever. It works. It makes It's a valid excuse. But then the thing is, he ends up, tricking her anyway, mind-controlling her and saying, I have level 5 access, and then she gives her the information. So, he didn't get it honestly anyway. So, it was really just about seeing her, so it was just his selfish motivation, but whatever. And then, basically, they just wanted her to be there for the end, for the emotional, like, relationship-type moment at the end, where he kind of opens her mind and shows her what happened in X-Men First Class, which is fine. You know, if you want that to happen, you want to set that up for her being in more movies, okay, that's cool. But why? But then they had to find a reason to get her there. They had to find a way for her to be at the end. So what they did was, was no they just reason. they just threw her into the red, the rest of the story. And I was just like, no. But I looked. At, I saw the movie today. There's yeah. no reason why he needed her to join the mutants. Like, there's no like, why do you even need them there? No. Yeah. It, like, there's no other. Like, how did you even know that she was with Professor like yeah. Professor X? Like how? You don't know that you, nobody knows that she was with him in Cuba mm-hmm. besides the, the the CIA. Yeah, uh, but that's that's already classified as it is. <laughs> so like, but how so? How do you know? Like, why would you choose her? I but I I just don't think like her being there just is like they shoehorned her in there. Yeah. To be honest with you, like, there's no she, purpose. She literally, in the movie. every scene that she is in up until the end when she does something. But she doesn't really do anything. She just gets her mind opened or whatever. Every scene she's in, she literally does nothing. She accomplishes nothing for them. Like, when she's on the jet... Like, that was what I was talking about. Okay, in the spoiler-free review, I was like, she only does something in one scene. And it's flying the jet. Which any of them could have done. <laughs> At least two of the characters in there could have done it. Um, Beast could have done it, because I'm well, sure... Beast was doing it, but he just needed a co-pilot. Yeah. And Jennifer Lawrence's character, I'm pretty sure could have done it. 
Yeah. So, <laughs> what, what the heck? She literally, that's all she does. That's all she does in the movie. Um, she, when she's captured, or when they're all captured, and they're in the Weapon X facility, she's not doing anything. She's just there. Um, when, during the end battle, she's not doing anything. She's, she's just staring. Just, she's just there. She said one line. <laughs> I don't know. They're not strong enough to defeat him. Again, this is not hating on Rose Byrne. I love Rose Byrne. She's one of the most underrated, criminally underrated actresses out there. But she's... I don't hate her. I just don't think her character needed to be here. No, I didn't. I loved her character in first class. And I was was happy to see that she was back from the trailers. But I just wish there was an actual reason for her being here. So I think it was... I think it's wasted potential, to be honest with you. Um... All right, so you were talking about, you said you had two grudges of the movie, and Roseburn was the first one. Okay, if X, okay, if Apocalypse wants Charles, Charles's Xavier's powers, if he wants to put his consciousness there, why mm-hmm. does he need his four horsemen to defend him? Like, why don't, why don't you take care of the threat first? Yeah. If you're so powerful, then. Yeah, you know, why did you need to do it like right then? Why can't you defeat the threat now? I get what you're saying. Yeah, like why, why, like why do that? Yeah, you know what I mean. Okay. Yeah, I, I get, mean I, I understand why like the director did it, but yeah. I don't know. It that didn't really necessarily bother me, but that bothered me. I mean, I mean, I, I you're think slicing people's heads off with freaking sand yeah, and you but, can't even do that <laughs> you can't take people you can't take on the x-men my sister turned to me when, when apocalypse moved the sand and like went through people's throats she was like that wouldn't do that and i was like whatever <laughs> but yeah it's true um but I, I don't mind it as much i guess because i liked where it went with like apocalypse and xavier having a connection and them kind of having a mental battle at the same time there was a physical battle going on okay I, liked that. I don't mind that and but... then i loved the phoenix stuff at the end i freaking loved it that that was one of the things where i was like if you are a comic book fan you're gonna like you're gonna have fun with this movie because you get stuff like phoenix i wouldn't mind that if she would have realized that, like, okay, she needs to release her power to save all her yeah. friends. Like, if all, if all of them were battling Apocalypse at the same time, yeah, that would have been awesome. Because you would have seen this guy is, like, he's too powerful. Yeah. Too powerful. Yeah. But, no, you, all you see is Apocalypse is making a bubble to protect himself from Magneto. Mm-hmm. And that's really, that's really uh, it. That's my big grab with the movie. I'm just like... He's the most, yeah, he's, the most, he's the very powerful, too. he's a very powerful mutant, and he's, yeah. you know, like, he didn't have to do that there, mm-hmm. and there. Yeah. It's um, ridiculous. Okay, I said in my, in the spoiler preview, we're kind of going long here, so this will kind of be our last thing, I guess. Um, I said in the spoiler free review, um, that the horsemen getting their powers was my favorite thing, or get, becoming the horsemen were, was my favorite part of the movie. Mm-hmm. And it's still, like, it, the more I think about it, the more I love it, like, just, the fact that it wasn't because of um, them, like, getting mind-controlled, which is what I was worried about. And it was just, like, he gave them so much power, and he gave them... It, it was almost like, individually, he gave them different reasons, and it was believable reasons. I, I loved it. Um, I loved every second of it, and I was just like, keep gathering more horsemen. <laughs> Let's just keep doing it. I don't care. <laughs> so I, I really liked that part. I don't know. Did you like it as much as me? Probably not as much as me, but... I mean, I liked it. I mean, I wasn't in love with it. I was like, oh my, gosh. It. my gosh. No, I mean, I liked it, though. Yeah. Um, like, I mean, that's one of the things I can honestly say that was great about the movie. I mean, you understood why they were doing what they were exactly. doing because he gave them he gave the them ability. The powers, and you're just like, if you're going to give yeah. that much power, of course you're going to follow them. You're going to follow this guy to the end of the earth. Yeah. Except when they betray him, which I didn't really buy some of their betrayals. But yeah. Whatever. I mean, guys, I know we're, I know we sound like we're really trashing this movie, but there are good things there. Yeah. We, we, there's great acting again, great performances. Um, Fastbender kills it as usual. Fastbender. I love James McAvoy. McAvoy. Oh my, Mac, this might be McAvoy's best rendition of, um, Xavier, but yeah, he was and, amazing. Okay. Last thing. Very last thing, because, again, we're at 59 minutes. (laughs) Very last thing. The kid that they got to play, um, Cyclops, he he could be, like, he made me actually care about Cyclops. 
Yeah, which is really actually I, impressive because I don't really like Cyclops from the movies. So hey, if if this kid it continues on being Cyclops, I'll be happy. Yeah, he's just a kid trying to fit in, and that's yeah, it. again, I mean, I like the romance with Sophie Turner is great. Um, chemistry between most of these characters is really good. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Most of it. guys, it's still an okay movie. Like, yep. like okay. um, that's the best way to describe it. It's okay. Yeah, it's an all right movie. I would still go see it if I were you because I think you should go see it for yourselves. Because you know, check it out. Check if you actually love it. Check if you don't agree. Check if you actually agree. Yeah. Um. Um. Okay. I still so, give it. I still give it just a six stars. <laughs> oh, after your second movie, it's still six. I mean, it might be like a five point nine, oh, but, but like, Jeez, right. it'd be like a five point nine, five point eight, but Jeez. it's still generally a six. That's rough. <laughs> um, all right, uh, so let's move on to lastly our recommendations. Do you have a recommendation? I think if you guys haven't seen Mission Impossible Five, you guys need to see it. It's definitely one of the best spy slash action movies of this decade. Honestly, it's fantastic. The shots, the comedy fits so well. Simon Pick is great. Everything about the movie fits well, and it's to me, it's like a, it's like one of the best movies I've seen in the last since 2007 started. One of the best movies. Yeah, um, I uh, Mission Impossible Five is it's incredible. Like, I think we t- did we talk about this on last week or was it just the. Um, the kind of test one that we did. I think uh, it was the test one. Yeah. Okay. So Mission Impossible Five. Um, it was very close to making my um top ten of the year best movies of the year, which for me that's pretty difficult. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I love that movie. I think it's fantastic. Uh, Tom Cruise kills it, and I don't really like Tom Cruise. So if he can make me like him in a movie, then it's a good job. So. Yeah. <laughs> I would agree. Um, my recommendation is Whiplash. I will continue to recommend this movie. It's amazing. It came out in 2014. I'm sure a lot of people probably heard of it because um, J.K. Simmons won the Oscar for Best Supporting Actor. I love that movie. I, it was... I can't remember who was my best of that year. No, it wasn't because that was the same year of Guardians and... Yeah, but it was definitely <laughs> real. It was high up there for best, and it was high up there for my favorite. And it's it, it's great. Um, the performances, uh, Miles Teller, J.K. Simmons, they all kill it. J.K. obviously won the Oscar for it, so <laughs> you could see it for his performance alone. He is one of the most menacing characters. I don't know, menacing. Sorry, he's you have to see it. Intimidating. That's a good for word for sure. Um, and then, I wouldn't want to be in this class. Oh no. Uh, probably and curse him out. tension. It, you would never think that a scene involving just drumming would be so tension filled, but you're just like, please don't F it up. Don't F it up. Don't F it up. <laughs> so it, it's fantastic. So go see that movie. The movie is great, guys. It's fantastic. It's great. Um, yeah. All right, That's guys. It. Well, we're signing off. Thank you for, um, thank you for listening. If you're listening. Um, next episode will be on tomorrow. We're going to be talking about Game of Thrones. Um, and so just probably going to different... review next week's episode. Yeah, next uh, tomorrow's episode. Tomorrow, tomorrow's episode. Since tomorrow. it's Sunday tomorrow. Um, yeah. And we're going to be talking about the season finales of Flash, Arrow, um, Blacklist. Um, we're, we're just going to... I'm going to go into basically my <laughs> rankings of TV this season of the shows that I watch. Um, so it'll be a heavy me episode. So if you don't like <laughs> me, sorry. Guys, I'll be there just in case. <laughs> but yeah, um, we're also going to... We're probably going to do a State of the Arrowverse type thing. Like, like a State of the Union type address, but with Arrowverse. <laughs> yeah. Um, because... I, I think me and Ozzy have differing opinions on the state of Arrow in particular, so that'll be interesting. But, <laughs> yep, so that that's what we're going to do next episode. Yeah, guys. I hope you guys enjoy the show. Um, we will be on tomorrow. So, yeah. You can find me on Instagram at, at Ozzy Cray or if you want to go on Twitter, Castro Ozzy 7 And is Carlos. There I think there is. I don't think there is. Okay, Castro Ozzy. Yeah. Just look up. You'll see my picture. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, um, I am 
Cheery456 on Twitter. So that's pretty much where you should find me most of the time talking about random things, whatever pops in my head. Most of the time it's TV or movies. Well, sometimes sports, depending on what's going on. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's what, where I'll be. And also check out our website, um, at screenfell, or it's screenfellas.wordpress.com. We're working to take that off, guys. We're going to work on yeah, it. Yeah, we're going to gonna work on taking off the WordPress thing. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I'm probably, I'm two reviews behind, but I'm probably going to get at least two reviews up on the website pretty soon, and Money Monster, and then Apocalypse, because I still haven't actually written my review for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, all right, guys, leave us a comment below. Let us know what you thought. Um, again, let us yeah. know what you think about uh, X-Men Apocalypse. You know, check it out. And if you didn't check it out and you watched this, I really don't understand why you did. (laughs) (laughs) This is a spoiler-free review. But all right, guys. Hope you enjoyed the show. Have a great night. Peace out.